Thanksgiving's coming up, but it's not just about Thanksgiving, but if you're going to reach our community for Christ, and we're going to do it together, and I've been doing it for a long time, and uh, I'm just one fella, and I don't always get it right, but I've really seen incredible fruit in our ministry, especially just in my own personal ministry, and that is just loving on people. Say that with me, loving on people. Loving on people. People will generally receive kindness. After 10 years of marriage, they've done studies. When you first get married, it's like, oh, I just love her. She's so beautiful. I love him. He's a hunk. You know, the sex is fantastic. They say all kinds of stuff. I'm sorry. Early on. Oh, new house. New whatever. After 10 years of marriage, number one answer by far beats all of them into the dust. What is it that you love about your husband or your wife? None of that comes up anymore. It's this answer. They're kind. K-I-N-D. Kind. Why is it in marriage that people just want to be with somebody who's kind? That's really what matters in the end. You hear me or not say. But that's the way the world is. The world wants us as believers to be what? Kind. Now, I can come across as a bull in a china shop sometime. I have a lot of energy. I still do even at my age. And, I, you know, I get excited and passionate. So, but I still, I want to come across as kind. I want when people see me and when I leave people, I really want them to say, even though I played with them, I messed with them, I might even been funny with them, or if it's a guy, I might, you know, talk smack with them. But I hope that when I leave them, they can say, you know, I think that guy likes me. I think that guy likes me. I think, you know, he was kind to me. You hear me or not? So let's talk about it. What does being graceful look like? Jesus Christ loves us. He, he gave his life for us. For by grace are you saved through, what's the word? Faith, and that not of what? Yourself, it is the gift of God, not of what? Works, lest any man would do what? Boast. So, Jesus was gracious to us. Yes or no? Not just his salvation. He's been gracious to us our whole life. A lot of us, man, we, we're here today by the skin of our teeth, man, in life. Yes or no? Amen. we got people in here that want to hurt themselves. You know, bad choices. They're just amazed. They're still alive. But God, through His mercy and grace and His kindness, that's why we're here today. Amen? So how can we be that way to people? So let's talk about it today. Graceful, what does it look like? What does being graceful to people look like? I've got an old story going to go in the Old Testament. We're just going to take a peek at it and read some Scripture. Well, you can look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. He closed the book was speaking in a synagogue. He gave it again to the minister, the person in charge. And he sat down. And the eyes of everybody that were there in that synagogue were fastened on Jesus. When he read, just simply reading. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Look at this. Say that with me. And all bear him witness. Keep going. And wondered at the 
gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, come on, is not this Joseph's boy? See, we're here today. We see Jesus, you know, after the Bible's written. You know, we got the book now. We've seen the movie. They're living at that time. All they know is these two people, Mary and Joseph, said that this boy, you know, was supernaturally born by the Holy Spirit. Okay? Most people wouldn't have believed a dime's worth of that. You hear me or not? And so he had a target on him his whole life. You that crazy kid. Your family's nuts. You know what I mean? But when he spoke, wow, his words seemed to back up that something was different about him. You hear me or not? And they wondered, wow, is not this the crazy family that lives down the end of the street on the left? Isn't that Joseph's boy, that, that's that carpenter guy? The gracious words of Jesus. What does grace look like? Let's talk about it today. Y'all with me so far? Yes or no? Good. You going to sleep on me? Sleep on me? Come on. Here we go. I want to go to the uh, Old Testament. I want to look at a story. Back in the day... When a new kingdom took over, they would kill any remnants whatsoever of the former king, especially his family. Say family. Or any of his soldiers or officers or leaders. Now, whether you like it or not, that's the way they did it. They would just wipe them out. Because there's always somebody trying to take over the kingdom, trying to take over the kingdom, trying to take over the kingdom. And, and, and to be honest with you, I don't know what your politics are. I'm a conservative, by the way, in case you ain't figured that out. Okay, that's who I am. That's just the way it is. It doesn't matter what you are. That's on you. That ain't on me. But, you know, but we see it even in our government today. People serving that you would think they would be serving at the pleasure of the president. But so many are in service. Uh, seemingly out to get the president. Now, whether you believe that or not, that's the truth. What I just said is the truth. And I don't think many of them would deny it. They would say, absolutely. And they think they're doing it for their country. You hear me? So that still exists today. But imagine in a kingdom where there's a king. He would come on in like King David. And this was his kingdom. And King Saul hated his guts and hunted him down like a dog and tried to kill him. Well, you just generally wipe out everybody. So are we on the same page there? Yes or no? So now let's look at what grace looks like. What are you talking about, Clark? I'm confused. Good. Now maybe we'll learn something. And David said, who's king? Is there any left? Any left? That has not been wiped out off the face of the earth. Of the house of Saul. The former king. Who hated his guts. Y'all with me so far? Any of them left? You know what they might be thinking is like, go kill them. Is any of them left? Uh, well, I heard there's this one down the street who left. Go kill it! But that's not what came out of King David's mouth. 
Say it with me. That I may show him. Here's our word. Kindness for whose sake? Jonathan's sake. Now, who was Jonathan? Jonathan was King Saul's son. And I can't teach the whole Bible this morning, but the bottom line is he was David's beloved friend. And so here's, here's his beloved friend who he's been loyal to, Jonathan. David had a great friendship together. And yet and still, Jonathan's dad has spent a ton of time trying to kill him. You understand? And Jonathan and his father, Saul, were killed on the battlefield together. And David became king. And now he is wondering, have we wiped out that whole family like we always do, or like they always do? What's tradition? Is there anybody left in that family that I can show what? Kindness to. So this is not just being gracious. This is, this is really being unusual. You understand? That's why I've set it up this way. So, for example, if somebody in your neighborhood is not the nicest neighbor, somebody in your family is not the nicest person or whatever, their daddy probably tried, didn't try to kill you. You hear me or not? We're not? We don't have excuses, guys. We need to be kind people. Amen. We need to be kind. So often, Christians are not kind. There are whole websites out there. Especially with young people, like you guys back here, young adults. There are whole web websites out there on atheism. And the top things they promote is how Christians are horrible. Not just their beliefs. How they are horrible people. How they mistreat people. And they really go down the list, man, and they will get bona fide facts. They're not just spewing this stuff out. It's because we are sorry so often at living our Christian life. That's hard, I want to say it. I mean, that's hard, Pastor. You're being ugly to us. Well, it is what it is. I don't want to be a sorry church. You hear me, yes or no? You want to be a sorry daddy? Say, sorry husband, sorry wife, a sorry son, a sorry... I don't want to be any of that. I want to be the best, yes or no? I want to do a great job. I want to be the best pastor in Inglewood, Florida. Period. And anybody even thinks about me, I want to think that guy right there, he is good. You hear me, yes or no? And he's kind. And he works hard. You hear me, yes or no? Well, listen. As children of God, guys, Jesus was kind. While they call in Him, excuse my language, a bastard. I hate that language. But that's what they called him. And he goes right into the synagogue. And he stands up before them. And he, he's gracious. And they wonder at him. He says, Is that the guy we've been cussing like a dog? That's good stuff, ain't it? See, that's who I want to be. That's why I say just spell my name right. Gary with two R's. 
Because I'm hoping when somebody says something bad about me, somebody else will stand up and go, well, excuse me. You don't know the man. You hear me? Now, here's the difference. I ain't Jesus, and I still screw it up big time. Amen. But, guys, we can be kind. Are you all so far so good? And I know, Raj, we didn't even talk like this in the office. I know, brother. But here's King David, who has every right to wipe out anybody. But he says, is there anybody left that I can be kind to? Now, let's read the story. There was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And he was a famous servant of David. And when they called him unto David, the king said, are you Ziba? And he said, yes. And the king said, is there not yet any of the house of Saul, the former king who hated my guts, who hunted me down like a dog, who tried to kill me on numerous occasions... Is there any left? And you know what Zeba's probably thinking, don't you? I get to go kill me somebody today. But out of David's mouth came this. Say it with me. That I may show the kindness of God unto him. I bet Zeba about to fall over. And Zeba said unto the king, Jonathan has yet a son. And many of you might know this story. If you know it, great. But you probably ain't heard it preached like this so far. Yeah, there's one. There's one left. And he is a son of Jonathan, and he's lame on both of his feet. Crippled. Crippled fellow. And the king said unto him, well, where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, behold, he is in the house of Maker, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. So they knew right where this joker was. Wonder why. He might have had a target on his head. What do you think? Yes or no? Say. Could be. Then King David sent and fetched him. I love the old southern words in the Bible. Fetched him out of the house of Maker, the son of Amon. They went and got him from where? From where? Lodabar. And his name was Mephibosheth. How many saw Maleficent? You saw that movie? How many saw the movie Maleficent? You ain't seen the movie Maleficent? What's wrong with you people? Go get it. Go watch it. And her name was Maleficent. Yeah, that's how it started. I love that guy. Whoever that joker is, and her name was Maleficent. But anyway, and his name was what? Mephibosheth. The son of Jonathan, the son of Saul. And he came unto David, and this crippled, who was lame in his feet, whatever that means, he did what before King David? He what? Can you imagine what he's thinking? Say, the cat ain't had the bag. We're reading the story after the fact. And he did what to the king? Reverenced the king. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold your servant. But he couldn't even look at him. 
So let's talk about it. The name Mephibosheth means, say it with me out loud, three times. Man of shame. Man of shame. Man of shame. That's what his name means. He's a man of shame. That's that label that was on him. But guys, this is really all our names. That's what all of our names meant before we met Jesus. Sinner. Sinner man. Nasty man. Dirty man. Trashy man. Mean man. Fill in the blank on my name. If I stood before the Lord in my sin, it would be a shame. Yes or no? Amen. That's what our name means. The Bible says it's written, there's none what? Righteous. No, not one. Not one of us are righteous. Stop it. Stop thinking you're all that. You're not. We're just not. My wife is the kindest, sweetest, one of the sweetest people I know. And even she, when she backs into a truck, wants to cuss somebody out. (laughs) Don't put her up on this pedestal. Without Jesus, and even when we have Jesus, that old sinful nature is still in us, ain't it, guys? Yes, is that the truth? All have sinned, all of us. All of us have sinned and we come short of what? You're be- many of you are better than me. You are so much be- I look at some of you guys and you're incredible. Oh, I pray with Jeff Clemens on Sunday morning. Is Jeff like the nicest, best guy ever? Is, he, is that the truth? Is that the truth, Chuck? I mean, wife, kids, grandkids. I mean, the guy quotes scripture. I mean, the guy is like incredible. And I'm so glad he sits next to me because it sure keeps me humble. Amen, say. You understand? We've all sinned. Some of you are better than me. But, but the bottom line is, see, it's not about me being like Jeff or Jeff being like somebody else. It's about us in our righteousness. Are we as good as Jesus? Here's the answer. No. Got it? We've all sinned. So this is what his name meant, man of shame. Mephibosheth deserved death. No matter what you think, he was of that former kingdom. And when he came before the king, he deserved to die. You're not going to bring somebody like that in and put him around you where he can just destroy the staff or, or put a, you know, some kind of disunity there in the kingdom. It's not happening. You understand? Not going to do it. He deserved to die. He was the grandson of the former king. Where do you think his loyalty is going to be? Say. You think it's going to be to David? A good king can't think that way. He has to still look at him as the arch enemy. And that's how Mephibosheth must have seen himself as he's trying to look at himself through the king's eyes. Did I lose you on that? Okay. I'm just going slow. Here we go. God had rejected Saul, and he anointed David by his spirit. And they lost the kingdom, man. And people that generally lose the highfalutin ain't too happy about it. Y'all hear me or not? So he deserved to die. Now, in the past, an evil spirit had tormented Saul. 
etc. Okay? Saul was wounded in battle against the Philistines. He actually committed what? Suicide, the king. Saul's son Jonathan, David's best friend, also died in that what? By just a little history, not much. Another one of Saul's sons continued to rule and was at war with David for how many years? Numerous years. So there was bad blood in his family. And that blood was in Mephibosheth's bones in his body. And so Mephibosheth deserved to die. I'm just trying to make that case to you. You understand? He was a man of shame. God's plan and anointing stood and eventually the king was killed, etc. The king's head was cut off and David became what? King over all of Israel. What kings normally did in those days was kill all the descendants of the rival king. We just keep going because we said it. So Mephibosheth was the what? The grandson of Saul. He deserved the what? Whether you like it or not, because you ain't king. And that's the way it was. He was an enemy. That's who he was. And by the way, guys, that's who Gary was. I was not a friend of God. My mother, I heard my mother. My mother's the one that taught me to say GD. You understand? I learned from my mama and my father how to curse God. And I was glad to do it. I didn't know what I was doing. But certainly, I was not a friend of God. Y'all hear me or not say, I was an enemy of God. Gary, when God looked at Gary, that's a shame. That was me. You two, that makes two of us. Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son that was lame on his feet. He was five years old when the tidings came of Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel. And this boy's nurse took him up and fled. The Bible says it said it came to pass as she made haste to flee as she's carrying this little one. He fell. I don't know what that means, but became what? This Mephibosheth became what? Lame. Just a little bit of history on how he became crippled. Okay? So he was crippled. That was me too, guys. I just want to make the point. I didn't know how to walk with God. I needed somebody to be kind to me. To love us, the Clarks. To show us how it is to walk with the Lord. Can you imagine us going to church, me and my drunk mama? We didn't know nothing. It took some real kindness when we put our faith in Christ for that church to be patient with us and kind with us. You hear me? Did you know I tried to even make out your daughter? Absolutely. Why wouldn't I? You understand? I mean, he brought an enemy almost into his house. Yes or no? But he was kind to me. Are you getting the message today that we need to be kind? I hope you're hearing it. He was poor. He lived in Maker. And the king said unto him, Well, where is he? And Ziba said, Behold, he's in the house of Maker, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. Just a very poor, desolate, destitute area. I was poor as dirt. 109 couldn't have come to my house and expected or desired anything from the Clarks. 
You'd have been scared to come up that our German shepherd would have bit you in the driveway. My mother literally chased people down the street that she didn't like. It happened with a hammer. Ask Terry when he comes. Some, one night my mama was being followed. This is the old mama being followed on her way to get Pat's blue ribbon. And some guy's on her tail, on her tail, on her tail. Mama stops. Before he can get out, she gets out with a thirty-eight and walks up to the window. I had a great mama. You hear me or not? Say, <laughs> had a great mama. I love mama. Mama knock you out. <laughs> mama got saved, but mama still hurts you. I'm telling you. But see, we were just, we was nothing that you desired of us. You understand? We were just poor people, crazy people. He was a fugitive, Jonathan, uh, uh, Mephibosheth. He was a fugitive. He was in a remote desert place called Lodabar. That's where fugitives were. That was me. I was a fugitive. Nobody cared about us. My whole life I lived. I can't ever remember in my life somebody coming and trying to kindly share Jesus with us. I don't remember that. I don't remember anybody doing that. Maybe they did. I don't remember it. But thank God Mama was drunk one night and Billy Graham came on the TV screen. And the gospel broke through. Amen? Good stuff. He was forgotten. This man was forgotten. Okay? Didn't even know he was on the planet. Until David asked. Yes or no? Say so I'm just trying to make the point, guy. This, this is me, this is me, this man, Mephibosheth, and his name was Gary. Yeah, that was me. But many of you are saying, well, Pastor, that was me. That's the goal here is to get you to say, well, that was me too. Yes or no, amen. But that's them out there in Inglewood, Rotunda, Northport, Venice. Is there anybody out there who's alive that we can show kindness to? Is there anybody out there that we can show kindness to? When whole websites are telling us how this Christian said this to me and this person did this to me and this person did this to me. There's a world out there that is just waiting for the number one answer. Kind. Y'all hear me or not? Do I sound like a broke record this morning? Good. Listen to King David. And David said, Is there any yet that is left of the house of Saul that I might show kindness for Jonathan's sake? And the king said, Is there not any yet of the house of Saul that I might show kindness to, etc., etc.? Jonathan said, He has a son. Now Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the king of Saul, was come unto David. He fell on his face. He did reverence and said, oh, you're killing me up here. And David said, well, look, at, hang on. Don't go so fast on this one. David said unto him, fear not. Fear not, as he thought he was maybe going to get killed. Fear not, for I, say it with me, will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake. Do you think... That maybe because of what Jesus did for me, that Gary Clark should show kindness to people out there? Yes or no? Should I look down on people now out there now that I'm saved? Should I look down on them and like, now I'm saved now. Y'all, 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 y'all kiss my ring. 
Did you know in churches they still kissed priests, priests' rings? Did you know that? Dina, are you here? Good, we'll talk about her too. <laughs> Dina grew up, she's been working for me for 30 years. She grew up in an Orthodox church. Very Orthodox, up in the New York City area, Jersey. Greek Orthodox. She got saved. Dina got saved. She put her faith in Jesus. Her daddy, who was Greek Orthodox, thought she had a devil. Thought she had been involved in a cult. Oh my God, she's in a cult. So he sent the priest to her house. Dina's sort of like my mother with the hammer. (laughs) Not a good idea. So here's the priest, comes to the house because supposedly she's now... Going off the deep end because she's a believer in Jesus. I thought that's what the church was about. And he puts his hand out to her. If I was you, I wouldn't do that. But Dina basically told him. I won't be kissing your hand. I put my faith in Jesus. You, not him. Yes or no, amen? Yeah, praise the Lord for that woman. Now, if she backs into somebody, might she cuss? I don't know. (laughs) She might not cuss, but she's going to give him a piece of her mind. Right, Chuck? Come on, come on. So anyway, guys, guys, I know I'm getting all over the place here, but listen, listen, we worship Jesus. Amen? Come on. Let's keep looking. David said, fear not, for I will surely show you kindness. That's what the world needs. They don't need to be looked down on them. They don't need to worship Gary. I'll show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake. I'll restore you unto you all. Hey, listen, he said, I'm going resto- to show you kindness for Jonathan's sake. I'm going to restore unto you all the land of Saul your father or your grandfather. This is crazy. You talk about a turning on a dime. This is nuts. And you're going to eat bread at my what? Wow. wonder why this is in the Bible. Because this is you and me. Yes or no? This is us. Is there any that I might show kindness to? That's the question. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Mephibosheth was an enemy of David. That's why he told him to what? Fear not. You know one of the reasons I say stuff here? You get to be you, I'm going to be me. One of the reasons I don't change and talk, and his name was Mephibosheth. Yeah, I could do this. I could change my voice. God bless you. Welcome to the house of God today. Amen. Oh, I could wear, I've even got fancy shoes on today, but I could put a whole suit on. I know, it looked like a tent. The point is, you know why I don't do that? Because I want people when they come here to feel like I'm no better than they are. You hear me or not? That's not bad that preachers wear suits. It's okay. It's just not good for me. I'm from Rockingham. I don't want to ever forget the hell hole that God dug me out of. And I don't want to forget that there's people all around me in this town that are just like me and my mama. And I want to love on them and show them kindness. 
And I, I screw it up sometimes, but that's what I want to do. It was only natural for, for Mephibosheth to be afraid. Listen to Jesus. Fear not, little flock. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Can you imagine people out there lost to hear us say to them, Fear not. God loves you. He loves you. Man, he lo- if He loved me, He'll sure love your tail. Amen. Don't fear. You can come to fellowship. When we were building this, I was getting discouraged. I had recently married Kim, and Kim was poor. She's on food stamps. She struggled real bad. Didn't have good clothes. I mean, that's just the truth. And we're standing out there, and I was discouraged. And I just basically said, is it worth it? What are we doing? And she said, people like me. She pointed to herself and said, people like me. And we're way out on the corner. She said, they're going to say, can we come here? It's so pretty. The landscaping's so nice. You mean we can come? And that's exactly what I needed to kick me straight in the tail. That's who I want us to be here. Did you hear me or not? I know I'm weird, but guys, I think it's the right thing. At one time, we're the enemies of God, and that's why he tells us not to fear Jesus. Graceful. What does it look like? It looks like this. And Mephibosheth bowed himself to King David. Say it with me. What is thy servant? That thou, say it with me, that thou should look upon such a dead dog as me. Wow, what a great story. Is this a great story? Yeah, we ought to praise God. It's a great story, man. It's a great story. And his name was Mephibosheth. I love this. An enemy, crippled, poor, hiding, forgotten. Then the king called Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto unto thy master's son all that pertain to his house. Thou therefore and your sons and your servants, you shall till the land for this man, and you shall bring in the fruits that Thy master's son may have food to eat, but Mephibosheth, thy master's son shall eat bread always at my table. Now, I'm a king's kid. I'm not the hellraiser, the lost person that I once was. I've been saved by the blood of Jesus. I'm a child of God. Why I think this way, I just love everybody. You hear me or not say, I, no matter where I go, I'm going to get in trouble one day because I'll put my arm around a strange lady. Even How you doing, doll? I just want to love on people. Yes or no? Be kind. Did we get the message? And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. 
And all that dwelt in the house of Zebo were the servants unto Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table. Say that last line. And he was what? I like that. If it was anybody else, you might have think he deserved to be there. But this guy was lame on both of his feet. They had to bring him in, bring him out. Bring him in, bring him out. Always a, a picture of the king's kindness. Just a great God too. The answer is what? In Inglewood. But I'm from Ohio. Big deal. You live here now. Yes or no? Say. You're here for three months, six months. You, aren't, you don't get a pass on being mean for that time. Be gracious and kind. Yes or no? They're not your enemies out there. They're not your enemies. They don't know how to walk with God. They haven't experienced the riches of God's grace. They are on the run. I love this stuff. They need to know they're not what? Forgotten. Is there any left that I might show the kindness of God to? Hmm. Yes, there are. Amen. Let's praise the Lord for His Word. We're done. Amen. Thanks, buddy. Praise the Lord. Amen.